you're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. Guardian. Hello and welcome to episode 57 of In Orbit, Mash Those Buttons podcast dedicated to Destiny and its community. Wherever you are and whenever you're listening, we thank you as always for making us a part of your Destiny experience. My name is Jorge. And my name is David. And I'm Jordan. So make sure you guys are checking out all the other podcasts available here on the Mash Those Buttons network at www.mashthosebuttons.com. Get involved with us in In Orbit by sending us questions at In Orbit Podcast, and make sure that you guys are checking us out on In Orbit Podcast on Twitter, at In Orbit Podcast. On today's show, we're going to be talking about the Road Ahead teased by Bungie, Age of Triumph, Iron Banner Supremacy, and some final thoughts that I wanted to bring up with regards to this show. So before we get started, David... How has your week been? <laughs> My week has been busy, man. I was on the other side of the world. But I did um, get to play some Iron Banner for a couple hours um, today before we were recording. I got home, what, eight hours ago? Yeah, eight hours ago. My math's right. Iron yeah, Banner's so, been fun, though. It was good. Yeah, what David's referring to is he was in Japan. Where exactly in Japan were you? Uh well I I went all about the uh southern region but I was staying for the most part in Yokohama. Okay. So how was it? It was fun. Um I go there usually once a year because my dad lives there. Um I try mm-hmm. to go more but it doesn't happen too often. It was fun. It's always interesting because I don't speak Japanese. So the language barrier is is there. It's fun. Me <laughs> But basically, it's funny because anytime I go somewhere, they speak and it sounds basically like that to me. And I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah. Um, can I have a water or something? <laughs> All you need to do is just if you want something to drink or even if you want something to eat, get a couple of 100 yen coins, go down to the corner and pop them into the, the vending machine. It's very true. Are, there are vending machines vending everywhere. Means- everywhere that that is the biggest thing uh when i lived in okinawa i know this i used to just go down pop 200 uh yen in there get myself a cc 11 which was the size of my face it's ridiculous <laughs> it's true that the, the size is huge <laughs> oh, oh no okay speaking of that real quick story uh mm-hmm. it was friday night um i went with my dad to a place called andy's fish market in tokyo which okay. is this um like hole in the wall restaurant, but it's like super well known. They just get all their fish fresh that day and then serve it. You just order it. It's like potluck style. You order fish. So like right. best crab ever had in my life. 
but they had these drinks. I forget what these call they were called. It was some Japanese word, but it was served in a mug. It was an because alcoholic drink. Yeah, now okay, yes, <laughs> I get that. But it was an alcoholic drink in a mug like twice the size of my head. It it looked like the hobbits drinking their, well, their you have a tiny beer head, so in Lord of the Rings. Much. It was amazing. No, I, I I don't know what the what the brew is, so I I'm, I would just be guessing, but I am familiar with Andy's. Yeah, you've been and, to and Andy's, dude. Andy's is amazing. What's What's weird is I can't believe I'm going to say this on the show, and I'm going to get crucified. I apologize ahead of time. And but here the we best go. food, the best food I've ever had, has been in Japan. I agree. One billion percent. Look, say what you will about the Japanese. They know how to cook. They really do know how to cook. Best Italian food I've ever had in Japan. And I've lived in Sicily. Best Chinese food I've ever had in Japan. And I'm talking about actual Chinese dishes, not what what some Chinese heritage people here in the United States call. Not American Chinese. They ate American-born Chinese food. They don't have broccoli over there. I mean, they, they might have it now, but that's beside the point. Dude, oh um, my God. There's this Mexican restaurant in Yokohama. at mm-hmm. it's, it's called World Porters. It's this giant mall-esque store, but it's it's called La Salsa is the name of the restaurant. So <laughs> good. The, 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 do they have uh, Jusco on the main? I'm pretty sure they do, but I, I don't know if you you saw it or not. I didn't. Uh, that's, you're bringing up memories now. I'm, I'm just thinking about when I was there. I just had, I had a lot of fun in Japan, in Japan, I almost said in Japanese. <laughs> I had a lot of fun in Japan and, and I'm just thinking about it. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a little jealous cause it, it would be, it, I really want to go back. It's a great time. The one thing I will say, they are now obsessed with Starbucks. There is a Starbucks every block. I'm not that surprised. Uh, when I was there, I'm gonna date myself. I was there from two, uh, from 1999 to 2002 in Okinawa. My dad was in the military, and um, ev- in the vending machines, they have the hot vending machines, and there's coffees of all kinds. So you just pop one open. The Boss Coffee. That's what it's actually called Boss Coffee. It was be served hot right from the can, and you're just like, okay. So I'm not that surprised that the Japanese drink coffee. <laughs> so, Jordan, since you didn't have as exciting a week, how was your week? Um, thanks for that lead-in. Uh, <laughs> it was all right. Um, I played a lot of Horizon Zero Dawn, and mm-hmm. um, I worked from home a lot, which is <laughs> sort of exciting for me. <laughs> um, and I did play a little Destiny. Um, that's all I got. Yeah, I can't top Japan. Sorry. <laughs> hey, working from home is a great thing. <laughs> it is. Yes, yes, it is. And then me, I had a pretty boring week. I had double shifts all week, and then I went and saw Newsies today. So that's it. <laughs> what a day! And I yelled at an old woman. Anyway, <laughs> but soon, but soon we will be saying we played Destiny all week long. Uh, we'll see we about hope. that. <laughs> we'll see about that. Yeah. Let's actually go ahead and talk about that. So this week on the TWAB, there wasn't much to really talk about the actual TWAB. They said there's going to be something that we're going to talk about. 
on Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific time. Yeah, it was like, hey, was uh, like, we're not finished with the TWAB yet, so just hold an extra day. Thanks. That's pretty much what they did. They decided to split it up, and the next day we got a little bit of a, not bombshell, I don't want to say bombshell, because some of the stuff we kind of expected, but the first live, uh, live event reveal is going to be this Wednesday coming up. Wednesday uh, the 8th. Pardon me. I put Wednesday the 8th. Thank you very much. Um, the big event that we're going to get this year is going to be Age of Triumph. See, this year's version of the April update. And when they revealed Age of Triumph, if you're looking at the image, it's three crests. The bottom one has two griffins. The right one has the Vanguard um, mark or crest. Then there's the crest on the left <laughs> side, which is very interesting, and it kind of tells you exactly what's going to be happening. There's a symbol of the Vault of Glass. There's the two swords, which indicate Crota. There's the Oryx symbol, and then there's the Siva symbol. So right off the bat, you kind of know exactly what we're going to get with, uh, with this update coming in April. It's pretty much confirmed. There's, there's no confirmation, so assumptions. Let's go with that. It's pretty much assumed that we're going to get a refresh to Vault of Glass, Crota, uh, Oryx, and the Siva raid. And hopefully they do something with Skolas too, because that was a pretty big event in year one. And we're going to be getting a brief spoiler or whatever on the 8th. So you guys saw, you guys read it. What do you guys think of it? Um, uh, David, why don't you start? Okay, I was gonna say you go first, man. Okay. Oh, yeah, you go got first. this, man. You go okay. first. Only, only he's, thing is, leave the whole thing about the characters for after. Oh, okay. okay. So we're just discussing the actual event. Okay. Okay. So take it away, Jordan. <laughs> All right. So just general uh, thoughts on the event is that uh, yeah, we're probably gonna see something that's gonna wrap up year one, obviously. Um, did I say probably? I should say definitely. Um, yeah, we're recording late, by the way, so yeah, our words are going to degrade throughout this podcast. Just beware, the wording will not be well. Um, yeah, so obviously wrapping up year one, they said that explicitly. So I'm expecting something along the lines of what you were hinting at, Jorge. Um some form of old raids coming back and i say some form because i don't think it's going to be exactly they're not going to just be the old raids bumped up light level they're going to do something different um or they're going to reintroduce the old raids in some some manner um lots of speculation there and um i'm pretty excited to see what they do there um there may be another like moments of triumph type of activity uh book set to do uh i i I think there's a good chance we'll see that so that all the players can wrap up destiny in an official manner the books have become a mainstay of the larger content drops recently i love the books yeah so i have a feeling we'll, we'll see a book um and i think uh the weekly stuff. I know they mentioned something about that in the road ahead. Is it, is it okay if I. Yeah. I mean, that right now. Yeah. What he's basically talking about on, there's three images. The first one is a minotaur standing in front of the door of the vault of glass. Yeah. That's the second the, one is a dull image right there. We, 
I mean, yeah. <laughs> the, the second image is or of Age of Triumph weekly rituals. And they have icons of everything. The weekly yep. crucible, the daily, the weekly, the nightfall. Uh, it looks like uh, Prison of Elders. Yeah, and I was gonna say, that's a house judgment mark right there, right? So Right. Yeah, that was something I wanted to note, uh, or I took note of, was the fact that the weekly rituals that they provided the image for included House Judgment in there with a Rise of Iron symbol above it. So that that's probably Skolas. I think it may actually be Skolas, like Prison or of maybe- Elders with an updated Skolas type of, type of activity, or mm-hmm. just Prison of Elders in general. Um, and and again, uh, I don't think we mentioned the date for that. Age of Triumph weekly rituals will be revealed or teased on Wednesday, March fifteenth. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're talking about the images. Out of the three, um, the Vex Minotaur in front of the Vault of Glass door. That's pretty cool. That's just neat to see that image in the final, what I'll call the final major update for Destiny One, but. Mm-hmm. Um, the one that provides the most insight into what you'll be doing day to day or week to week is the second one. The coolest, the the, the I shouldn't say the the coolest one was the first one. The most insightful was the second one. the The one that begs the most question in my mind is the third one uh, that they put with the Age of Triumph sandbox update, which will be revealed on Wednesday, March twenty second. That shows a hunter with some very interesting armor and garb standing in a very, I want to say, conspicuous area. Um, for those who haven't seen it, um, go to Bungie.net. Um, the third image in the Road Ahead post shows a hunter standing with his foot on a rock in what appears to be uh, a Vex construct of some sort, possibly the Vault of Glass. It looks dark, so... I'm assuming it's Vault of Glass, but it may be a different area. Um, his armor is very unique, definitely different, definitely new. It has a it has a twinge of Vault of Glass style to it. Um, he has a, a a different cloak, I should say, um, than what we've seen in the past. It's got not quite a Siva pattern on the back, not quite a Vault pattern it's something new something different but it looks similar to those and i'm looking at his what appears to be his left leg in the image and it it's either bare meaning he's an exo and you're seeing his bare leg or there's something else going on and i'm just curious if there's something more to that image and they choose these images pretty carefully right and they do there's got to be a reason his the way his leg is propped up on the rock like that showing off and it's obviously got a robotic joint for the knee i'm like that's sort of cool it's like it's very terminator-ish and i love it (laughs) it looks very much like he has a vex leg yeah or vex yeah i mean it's human though he's got a it looks like he's got a for the most part a human-ish foot so it's hard to see because it's his foot's in the shadow there but it looks cool. And I like it. Yeah, so so my thoughts on the whole thing um uh with the with the reveal, I mean I I don't want to speculate too much on it 
before we know, but I do. Okay, yeah, we'll, okay. we'll go crazy We're with speculation speculate later. I okay. think so. But um, the Age of Triumph, like I'm super super psyched that they kind of were like, all right, like month of March, like here here's some news on this, then we'll kind of talk about Destiny Two later. But we got this news coming for you because all of a sudden we're seeing like a roadmap, a very consistent roadmap, and they're starting to push that out. Um, the one thing I do want to mention that that second picture, which we mentioned, but haven't really talked about, it. it's kind of got the, the picture of what would be in the lower left-hand corner, those weekly rituals. They dropped mm-hmm. one of the crucible ones. You no longer have like the daily crucible and weekly crucible in this picture per se. You just have one, which looks, looks kind of like the weekly crucible. Then you got the daily mission. Then you now have four blue ones, which is where the strikes would be before. And like you mentioned, the ones house judgment, I'm almost wondering now this could be like totally off, but I'm almost wondering if um, right now raids don't have rep with them. So I'm wondering if house judgment will become the rep you get for doing these weekly raid things. And the weekly raid things will be kind of like what we've talked about in the past, where you have one boss and that's the the weekly raid is that one boss, this weekly raid ritual anyway. And that's where this new armor set comes from, this weekly raid ritual. Um, and with that, if it is that, um, then you could have matchmaking per se, if it's just one encounter. I don't know if like that's even close to what's going to happen. Probably not, but that could be what it is with the house judgment. Then we also have um, what there's another symbol on there. I don't know what it is. <laughs> no idea what it is, but um, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of hoping that they they make it so there's there's a weekly raid out of all these raids, and that one weekly raid you do you get special rewards for or something. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing so much. I'm sorry. No, I'm, I'm just picturing. I'm just picturing <laughs> as, as you fight Golgra, dismantle mines. Yes. <laughs> oh man. Oh uh, man. It's, it, I mean, if, it, if it's just giving you some rep, dude, you never know. No, I, I, I think that would, yeah. that would be. <laughs> it would give. It would give raid matchmaking. Is my main dude. Ferrix is in my. He's in my office right now. Um. <laughs> If there is a way where they're using this to do raid matchmaking, I think people would really love it, especially for the old raids, because it's something people have been asking for for a long time. I, I I think it would be very cool if there was a boss. This is just speculation again. If there was we a boss no in the raid. Holy shit! That'd be crazy. <laughs> so what I'm thinking with regards to the house judgment is this: I think that there's going to be. They're they're going to update a room or create a room in the prison of elders where you go in and you fight a boss and it'll be a boss from the raid. And it'll be specific to that boss. And I I, I could see them doing something like that where where you're 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 doing a a raid boss in the prison of elders and there's as I mentioned where you're dismantling mines or you're destroying a mine or doing something or just some sort of challenge added to the boss beyond you know doing what, whatever you have to do even if you had to do say for example the challenge mode strat for that boss with dismantling the mine like that would which is absolutely ridiculous I'm just thinking about it the second I hear Varix's voice 
dismantled minds as you fighting as you're fighting oryx I, i'm dead i can't i i i i, I just couldn't do anything with that game anymore i'd, I'd have to power it off <laughs> guys i'm done the good news oryx. is i don't think they'll make us dismantle minds as we fight oryx that's the good news yeah considering we're, we're, the purpose of that fight is to arm minds <laughs> that's very i true. hope they don't make us go very back true. um no the one it thing could be good I was just going to say that the other thing I think we should touch on is um, I kind of stopped my little speculation mode for a second. The other thing I think we should touch on is the fact that the sandbox, which we've been told some of the things that should be coming in the sandbox update, but the sandbox is getting its entire stream and assuming it's getting its entire stream, which now makes it like uh, an hour long. I feel like there's going to be I'm hoping for at least new armor new weapons maybe a light level increase and that type of stuff that they'll go over during that sandbox update mm -hmm. i would think the I mean, light level increase for this whole update most likely will come during the first reveal stream on march 8th um sandbox update will probably i agree it will probably be significant because there are a lot of changes that still need to be made and it almost feels like they dropped the last update on us a little willy-nilly on purpose to see what would happen. 5.0.2. Yep. Yeah, so. I, no, I get what you're saying. It's it's almost like they were like, well, we know something's coming, so here's here's a little little patch to make you guys think we're changing stuff, but that's this isn't the end. And yeah. it, it makes sense if you think about it in that way because when that patch came out, we were all kind of like, well, like, they made some changes, but it really doesn't feel like they did that much. So maybe this is the point where they're they're really gonna do it. Maybe this will be two point five point one. Ooh, they're gonna speak speak. Or That's a bigger speak. change. Though. <laughs> two five one would be a big change. I mean, it, this, but, but yeah, it would I guess make this, sense. This is what this would be, right? The age of triumph itself would be two five one, right? It could be two six even. It, it could be two six or two six. Yeah, I guess it I love how on. we're speculating on the numbers. <laughs> well, if my calculations oh, are man. correct. Um, yeah, yeah I, I want to talk about I, raid again. I, I want to talk about the raids again. Can we do that? Yeah, go ahead. Speak um, your mind. So you were talking or was it David? Did you say something about? Oh, well, I guess we made jokes about Verx being in the raids trying to make you disarm minds while you're fighting bosses and stuff. Which would be hilarious and awesome. Um, I I had a crazy idea similar to that. Um, it was it's sort of like a a mega raid, mega raid, and it was like, you know, they're they're teasing all these raids coming back. At least the four. Um, that's all we have, right? Four. Yeah, we have four. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it would be cool it's if they like, did like a big like mega raid where we just had everything tie into like one raid they could just take pieces of them and with I, I, I don't know like i think if you use the vex and the vex can do pretty much anything they want to some degree and um i think it'd be a cool way to, if they could tie in all the raids using the vex and maybe go backwards starting with um wrath of the machine and then get the vex involved somehow and then you start looping through time and i know jorge probably wants to talk about this so i'm not going to go into detail i'll let him like speculate on that end of it but um sort of have the vex 
like jump in and start screwing with things. And that's how you sort of teleport through all the different raids. So on the same note, would you be okay with it if it didn't fit story, if they just brought it back? Maybe it does fit story. But what if it doesn't? Would you be okay with it? I didn't think about that, so it's hard for me to answer off the cuff. But um, I think maybe I would because I I think I want the if if they if it was fun to play, if it was a, if it was fun content to play, if they made something new and enjoyable to play, then I think I would be okay with it. But it would be here's, disappointing. Here's, here's my thing. So. I think they are going to have some sort of story in this. What story it is, I don't know. If if they're smart, they could easily... This was my theory. Again, this I have no confirmation that this is exactly what they're going to do. But given that last year that they had a story of some sort, a mission and a strike, very poor story, but a story nonetheless... Um. I think they know that they that they had to do with something a little bit more substantial storyline wise. Maybe one or maybe two missions, and a strike. I, it's almost safe to say that we're going to get a strike of some sort. I have no proof that this is what's going to be happening. I'm just speculating again. My theory that I was talking with David and and Jordan before we even started this podcast is, my theory is that the that they're going to do something with the Vex storyline wise. We've already gotten Vex in every single expansion and every single uh, DLC. At least PlayStation has anyway. Go on, let, let's think back. Vanilla, the, the entire storyline culminated with the X, uh, the Vex. It had the Vault of Glass. In Dark Below, you had what was the originally a PlayStation strike, the, uh, the, the strike in the Black Garden. I forget what it's called now. Unimportant. The Undying Mind. There we go. Bam. In House of uh, House of Wolves, yes, they. <laughs> I said it like Varys. House of Wolves, yes. <laughs> In House of Wolves, it involved the the House of Wolves taking control of Vex technology. In Taking King, you had the Taking storyline, but you also had the PlayStation Strike that came along with that. There's nothing in Rise of Iron yet about Vex. And given that throughout the entirety of Destiny, there's been, with every DLC, some sort of involvement with the Vex. My theory is this. They're going to do a storyline involving the Vex, where you're thrown in, in a possible time loop, and you go back and you relive this story, and, you're, and it culminates with the Vault of Glass. Why would it culminate with the Vault of Glass? Because it's the one raid everybody keeps talking about. Everybody talks very, very fondly about Vault of Glass because it's the very first raid. It's their favorite raid for different ver variety of different reasons. But it, everything involves the Vault of Glass. So if I'm Bungie, I would know everybody's nostalgic for the stuff that we did before. Why not use that? The same assets, make a little bit of a story with it, and they could do a mini story where, for example, the strike leads up to you getting thrown through the time loop. Or you stop whatever Vex Gate Lord or whatever is, is running the things and you realize that you have the power to go back in time or whatever. 
and you get to experience the old raids again and the old arena or whatever and you get to go and get powered up versions of your old weapons they it's almost safe to say that they've already done vo vocal recordings for this i mean they did vocal recordings for the freaking dawning update with Cade and zavala and um what's her face akora ray so it's safe to say that there's going to be some sort of vocal recording for this this is a huge thing for them so it's not out of the realm of possibility that they created a mini story to t kind of tie these things together. Would I be upset if they didn't involve, or if they didn't tie the raids in storyline wise? No, I would just use it as, as, as that as an excuse to tie it in storyline wise that you're able to go back in time and you need more power to deal with these threats that now have knowledge of what you did before. I would just personally do that. It wouldn't require that many extra assets. So uh, that's what I think is going to happen. I have no proof. I would just hope that that's what they kind of do. And I hope, I hope that there's a little cutscene at the end. Kind of like what they did at the end of Taken King, where you have Eris and she puts her finger on the sword and it breaks down and becomes the centerpiece of your sword. Everybody's, everybody expected that that's going to be part of something later on. That's, that's, that little cutscene, I think it was just to get the sword. There might be something else later on that involves Eris. We don't know. But I just think that it would be cool if at the end of, let's say, the strike or boss battle or whatever, there's a mini cutscene that comes in that teases Destiny 2. And it would be a great way to introduce, say, the character of Osiris. Oh, yeah. yeah. That would like, be cool. I'll, 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 I'm like, I'm starting to picture it and get my mind churning on this now. <laughs> you're right. I, I mean, think of it like this. Let's say that there's a strike that culminates in the area where you fight Skolas in the story mode. Mm -hmm. Right? And then you and your guardians, you walk away, and you know that in that area there's a whole bunch of Vex portals. And let's say Osiris walks through one of them and says, it's almost time. Like, people would freak their minds out. You wouldn't need E3. Like, that right there alone would almost sell Destiny 2. Just, just him going through, it's like, the Guardian is ready. It is almost time. Oh, my God, dude. Especially if, if he had, like, the, 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 the Trials of Osiris gear or, like, the Osiris symbol. People would freak out of their minds. It would instantly sell Destiny 2. Again, we're speculating and there's no proof that this is happening, but I would be so thrilled with something like that. I was, that would, for me, that would cement, that would feel like a proper ending to Destiny 1. Because Destiny 1 felt like a great ending at the end of Taken King. Like the, the raid, you see Oryx going flying backwards. And then they decided to do Rise of Iron because of, obviously, they had to delay Destiny 2. But this ending for Rise of Iron doesn't feel like a real ending to the story. It felt like a side story. It felt yep. like a side story. And, and it kind of, I'm not saying it was terrible, but it kind of diminished the ending that we got with Taken King. Putting that little cutscene in where Osiris steps through and says, the Guardian is ready. Like that would be like, oh my God. I'm just thinking about it. I'm just, I'm like <laughs> picturing in my head. And it I, hasn't again, happened I'm, and Jorge is super excited. It hadn't happened. I'm, I'm just like thinking, like, oh my god, I'm, 
Like, tell me you wouldn't freak out. No, I would. It, it would be awesome. And that's what, what you've said is what I want. I want a little bit of story mode to kind of tie things in, even if it doesn't tie in the the raids per se, like they just kind of give us the raids back. But there's a little bit of story mode as this Age of Triumph um, happens or whatever. I'd be okay with it. I, I really think they should use this as an opportunity to wrap up Destiny 1. They've already said that this is the last thing coming to Destiny 1. This is the last hurrah. So having something like that, a cutscene, a couple missions, a strike to wrap it up, that would be amazing. I would love it. I don't know if we're going to get it. I don't know if we'll get a strike. Um, but missions I see are as very possible. Um, with tying in the raids, uh, the reason why I asked you guys if, if you'd be okay with it is because I, I personally wouldn't care if they, I think a big possibility of what could happen is maybe they bring back the old raids, but now they have nightfall modifiers or something like that. I think that's mm. a possibility. People may hate that, but I mm. think it's a possibility. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't I wouldn't care if the um, raids don't tie into the story if we just go to do them, because I've already done them a hundred times. I understand that I'm beating the same boss over and over. Right. But having any even if it's completely irrelevant to the raids, just that little bit of story that does tie up Destiny one, get you hyped, even if it's just to get you hyped for um, E3, like if they so much as like start to do a cutscene, and then it says like boom will be revealed at e3 that is even going to hype up destiny 2 so they have to do something because like we all said right they, they this is the last thing we're getting so right and 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 if they don't do anything to um either finalize and seal up some of destiny 1 because there's so many loose ends with destiny 1 and they don't have to tie up every loose end but kind of tie up this storyline in some way or or lead into the next storyline then they then they not only missed a huge opportunity but it will kind of be a disappointment that this is even a, an update the last update yeah no they have yeah. to they have to do that it wouldn't make sense because they still they're still going to try to make a continuity out of the storyline so destiny 2 is going to be a continuation um you know they said that your guardian is going to it's okay. You want to talk about this a little bit now, Jorge? Like the, yeah, the guardians. Okay. So the guardians are not going to uh, transfer any uh, of your armor, any of your weapons, any of your gear. None of that stuff's going to move over to Destiny Two. All all we know so far is that you're going to get your guardians' aesthetics, meaning your look, and that can carry over. So you will be the same person, or the same EXO, or the same uh being but you're not going to have any of your items so um I, I think that is a sign that it's going to be a continuity and story between destiny one and destiny two and with that in mind if that's true which i i strongly believe is the fact then you will get some sort of wrap up with destiny one with this age of triumph content drop here you're going to get story and um how much story is yet to be seen, but there's going to be something there and hopefully it ties up enough and leads in to destiny two. I think it's going to be more of a lead in than a tie up because they, they probably won't be able or they, I, I doubt they put the work in to properly tie everything up in destiny one. 
Um, I mean, the ultimate tease would be like a lead in that sort of sets the stage for uh, the tie up of a couple of these storylines that we've seen play out through Destiny 1. That would be the best tease in my mind. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ahead, I'll, I'll, no, you're fine. All I was going to say was um, it, I just wanted to add a little side note to what you're talking about with the characters coming forward, because this is probably me just overthinking it. But in the um, sort of our job, update, Go on. yeah, right <laughs> in the road ahead update, uh, when they wrote out about the class coming forward, they said that, you know, your class, race, gender, face, everything will come forward um, if you so choose. If you have achieved level 20 and completed the Black Garden story mission. To me, that's really weird because that is in no way like completing what is per se the story of Destiny. Like to me, it would be, oh, your guy will carry forward if you've reached level 40 and beat Oryx. Like I don't care that much about you being an Iron Lord, but... Taken King to me was a huge part of this destiny story. And it's weird that you could have your character going forward if it hasn't done that, because that almost makes it seem like they're saying everything after the black garden is irrelevant. That stuff doesn't matter to our story anymore. And it may not be how they're doing it, but it's, I don't know. It's just weird to me. Yeah. I see what I I see what you're saying. I see. Yeah, I mean, what I was going to say was, I think what they're, what that's more for isn't so much for people who play only the beginning, the vanilla part. I mean, there's there's two theories I have on this. The, the first one is, they already know a lot of people left Destiny 1 after they completed the storyline. So, most people were t- level 20, around level 20 at that point. So it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility that they the reason they did that was because they knew that all the people that gave Destiny 1 a shot, completed the storyline, got to level 20, and then got capped, and they couldn't do much more beyond that, probably want that same, may want that same character. So they, that that would be like the minimum bound that they, they set right there. I understand what you're talking about, because Destiny 1 is really everything up to Taken King after you beat oryx like that's like the culmination of the story this rise of iron side story hey it was it was cold on in winter and we shot a couple fallen that's what that's what that is but like taking king it felt like a global threat like i mean world not global a universal threat like it felt like you stopped something gigantic yeah so yeah i agree there I, I get what you're talking about, but I think that what they did that more for were the people that stopped at the end of Destiny 1 and were burned out because there wasn't a real way to progression. I mean, there was, but it was difficult for... It, it was. It's a hard... The original vanilla system was very, very difficult to understand and to really progress. And to the even though I know what you had to do back then, to this day, I'm just like... I'm still looking at that. I'm like, that was really... That was something. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I think that they did that more for the people that left and then they're going to be coming back with Destiny 2. Um, with regards to the other possibility is 
I think that it gives incentive to people to not just create like a cool looking character like the week before and then expect that character to, to come forward with you. Like they want you to have a history with that character. So I think that's what that, that's another reason why they're doing it. I, I, I don't know. It's, it's an it, it's an interesting thing, but it also leads to another thing where they may want you to experience the Vex storyline. Everything with the Vex, because there's only one or two possibilities with regards to Destiny 2. It's either Vex or it's either Cabal. We already know it's not going to be Hive. We already did Hive. It felt like through the entirety of, of Destiny 1. We've already done Fallen, it feels like, through the entirety of Destiny 1. So... Those two classes, I think they're they're pretty much going to be put on the back burner. Maybe an alliance with the Fallen, maybe a, a, a minor sect of the Hive. But I think the, the two big players are either going to be Vex or they're going to be Cabal. Right. Um, I think it's Vex, and I think they're going to set up Destiny 2 for Cabal. I, I, I honestly don't know. I could see both options really i I really could maybe we're gonna verse them both because we'll have an expansive storyline that lasts more than five missions i like like i was telling jordan in fact i kind of want to bring in that conversation well you know what i'll actually save it for later because that was something i was going to talk about but closing this up the the topic of age of triumph I, i just i hope that they take the time not only to update things and, and bring things forward or whatever to keep people happy and to give them something to do. And we haven't even touched on the theoretical light level. I think I personally think I was wrong before, but what the hell? I'll give it another shot. I think it might be 500 so that there's a little extra time for you to do things. 420, man. No, you need to calm down with that nonsense over here. We here at Aid Orbit I, 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 do not condone the use of illegal drugs. Yes, we do. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Say what? Uh, what? Anyway, I just think Bro, that... Totally. I, uh, what? <laughs> if there's so much more to do, it would make sense to have a much higher level cap so that you can kind of... It gives you extra incentive to want to do these things. Well, the, the, I don't know. the one problem with that higher level cap is... You then have to have like you need you need the levels to be relevant to the content. So basically, like it was um, Destiny Community Podcast that actually said they were talking about the 500 possibility and they had a good way it would work where it's like all the normal mode raids have been um, leveled to 420. All the hard mode raids have been leveled to 460 and then the weekly raid is now 500 and that's a way to do it. But it's like if you're going to have a light level jump that high, you have to have activities that are that challenging or require mm-hmm. that high of light level because you can't have uh, light level 500s the max, but the raids are all at 430, 440. Like you have to have things that level to those raids, which right. on one hand is good because it kind of elongates the process of leveling and going through the content because you have to play more to get higher light levels to be able to do this. On the other side, it'll upset some people because they won't be able to hop into these weekly raids right away. Mm-hmm. I mean, but but think of it like this. That first week that Destiny came out, I'm talking about vanilla Destiny. People weren't able to do the Nightfall for weeks. 
No, I, I, I agree. I think that would be awesome. And I want that super highlight level. I'm just saying that it will upset a certain crowd because there's there is always a crowd that gets upset with anything that Bungie does. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, we've we've already seen it that when people were discussing how easy it is to get to 400. Um, to, going back a little bit to what you said, I agree with the whole light thing because, I mean, we saw it this time last year with the April update. We were we were bumped up to 335, but for what? I mean, right. People had it in the first hour because of exotic ingrams. Right. And, and the only activity that even got approached that light level was Challenge of Elders. And I could do it easily at level 308 when I I remember doing it when I was on the Xbox level 308 plowing through Challenge of Elders, which had enemies at 330. So I I I, I do agree that, that, that there needs to be a challenge that that appropriately encompasses what the light is. And I hope that that's one of the things that they introduced with the sandbox update, a steeper curve for the light. Because let's say I'm, I mean, if I'm 390 now, I can easily do everything in the game without much difficulty, even to a certain extent, Trials of Osiris. Yes, I will take more damage, but for the most part, it's not that big a damage It's negligible. It's 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 it really is. I mean, if you shoot at somebody's head with a sniper rifle, it'll be the same thing as if you were four hundred. So I could I could be at level three ninety and do whatever I wanted in the game pretty comfortably. At four hundred it just becomes a lot a little bit easier. Right. So I hope that with the sandbox update they do update the light a little bit so that it it's a steeper curve, a slightly steeper curve to offer a little bit more difficulty. I really hope that they don't do the knife the nightfall modifiers, especially the 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 um, arc solar and void burns. I, I don't know if you guys saw the 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 nightfall run that that somebody did last week with the abomination heist, where they completed it in it was two, like minutes two minutes and, something. Yeah, I think two minutes thirty seconds. Like that makes it a joke. Like I'm getting max light gear in two minutes and thirty seconds. And it, it feels like a joke. I, I, I get it's great entertainment to look at something like this, but it shows that they're 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 using they're 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 bypassing. First off, if you're looking at the video, they obviously kill things real quick and then they go to the then they move on. But they completely skip the part where you jump on the tomb ships to get across. Like they're using the sword glitch, and then they just jump on to the to the bomb uh, to the the ogre and just cap him real quick and he's dead. Like it makes it a joke, and and that's it's fine to it's it's okay to see it every so often, but it feels like every single week we're seeing some sort of I plowed through this boss in two minutes, I'm done, and and it feels like it 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 it, it kind of detracts from things. Yeah, I agree. Um, do you mind? Yeah. I because I feel like you covered that really well. And Jordan, do you have anything you want to say on that, real quick? The only thing I wanted to say is uh, in regards to the weekly rituals and the image we saw, uh, we're, we're making a lot of speculation on that being, or it seems to me, the way I'm interpreting it is that we're making a lot of speculation on it being something that's going to be a replacement for the lower left-hand corner uh, icons. Mm-hmm. The way I really see it is not that. It's more of like a roadmap for how the weekly the weekly rituals will be laid out 
for Age of Triumph, not what the icons will be in the lower left-hand corner. And that's why you don't see two crucible icons because it's just representing, yes, you're going to have, there's going to be weekly and I guess daily um, crucible stuff there. So it's just, it only gets one icon. There's going to be the missions, the um, Vanguard strikes, the Nightfall. They're going to add in uh, another update. So you have Prison of Elders weekly, and then you have the weekly raids. Um, I have a feeling that there's not going to be a, some weekly raid that they where they pick one of the four. I, I just I I see that may be too much in some way, shape, or form. So. I mean, I, I the fact that they said weekly rituals and they put that there. Whenever I think weekly, I automatically think right on the director, the bottom left hand corner, mm-hmm. and I I think that. They they kind of did this in a way that reminds me of when they did something like this, where they revealed, um, what is it, House of Wolves, and they had the image of Fatebringer at 365 and everybody yep. flipped their lids. Oh, yeah. So I think this is something similar to that. Still cleaning up the lids. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, if imagine if they did put out an image of Fatebringer it said level 500 light and and everybody would flip flip their lids again um i i honestly don't know i i i i think that there is something going to be happening to the director in the bottom left hand corner and i would not be surprised if there was a weekly raid yeah i like your I ideas that you guys are talking about i think they're really exciting i just i think you know i <laughs> i'm going to play uh the negative nancy there and say mm, right. no <laughs> probably I mean, not <laughs> if, if anything i think this is going to be a little bit more meatier than than the dawning update that we had but in the oh, same I'm vein sure where they be. update where they update everything and they they add a couple missions and the light i mean if you think about it dawning was a very small update content wise but it changed a lot of things and they and it it made it feel like there was a lot of content and i think that that's what's going to be happening here where they bring up light and it feels like they're giving us a lot more content but in reality all they're doing is just modifying things that are already in there so uh, that that's what i think that this update's going to be it's 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 going to it's going to be a lot in the vein of the dawning just a lot more of it so Anyway, let's go ahead and move on. Well, uh, can I real quick, real quick. Go ahead. It, this kind of goes back because um, I meant to bring it up when we were talking about the bringing characters into Destiny 2 thing. Uh, it was just one more thing on that. Because they said specifically that class, race, gender, all that stuff is coming forward. Um, do did you assume my gender? I Maybe I did. Okay. What of it? Um, did you assume my class? Do you think... <laughs> That this means that um, it's set in stone that we are going to have Warlocks, Hunters, Titans, Awoken, Exo-Human again. And that's the only customization options. Because with this, it basically... They didn't say you can't further customize your characters. But it almost seems like the customization is going to be very similar. Which will probably cause a lot of problems for people if it is similar. Because the customization in Destiny 1 kind of sucks. So I don't know. What what do you guys think? Because this, to me, they basically just confirmed to me that um, we're still getting the same three classes and the same three races, and that's it in Destiny yeah. 2. I think that's a... V- I don't know. 
I don't know if if it confirms that that's the only thing that we're going to get. I think they're going to pull a little bit of a mass effect and give you the option to bring them forward if you so choose. Or you can choose to have a completely new looking guardian. And what I mean by that is I think that Destiny 2 will introduce an actual new race or races. What they entail, I don't know. Um, and I think that it's, it's almost safe to say that there's going to be new elements and new classes. What they are, I don't know. I don't, I don't see the game being a proper sequel if it doesn't have one of the following, if it doesn't have the following things, new classes, new races, and just more characters. It, it, it just, I mean, let, let's does, take a look does at new subclasses satisfy new classes. Well, that, 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 that's what I'm talking about. The, the, the subclasses. Right. Are, no, are no, no. That's, about like, I'm talking class. Exo, like I'm talking like. Warlock, Hunter, Hunter Titan, Titan Exo, Human, uh, Awoken. If we're talking strictly classes, I think it would be a little bit of a disappointment if there was only those three classes. I, th- I personally think that there's going to be another class or two. If there isn't, it's, it's going to be a little bit of a disappointment. What do you think another class would be? I just, I mean, Jester. I would just, I would see a, I can easily see a, and if it, it fits what I, I keep seeing in every DLC, every DLC, there's some sort of melee relic that's going on. And, but isn't it the Hunter or what? That, like yeah. melee style, Blade Dancer. I don't know. It just, like, mm. I, I want more classes. I've always wanted more new, fresh classes coming into Destiny 2. But with this, um, it kind of just confirms to me, at least, that we're just going to get the same three classes. And I'm okay with that, especially because I don't really know how with the lore you could bring in new classes. But it's at the same time, it's kind of like right now, um, we already basically have been told that you're getting the same classes, maybe new subclasses, but I don't know. Well, I it mean, shouldn't it, be a disappointment. What about we have? Like what about if we got like an accountant class, and they could drop an audit on like the house judgment? What What if we got a tower sweeper class? <sighs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> well, lore lore wise, it it wouldn't be all out of the question to have oh, different God. classes. I mean, think about it. The Iron Lords themselves. We never know what what they what they really are. They're, they're titans, I mean, hunters, and warlocks. We we assume that they are. Are you assuming my class? Yes, I am. W- what is Ephrodite? Hunter. You, sh- you sure? Yeah, she's wearing uh, hunter garbs. Does it state that she's a a hunter in cl- in the storyline? I don't know. I'd have to go look at the lore. I, I mean. And, and on top of that, like, there's no, oh, I mean, from what we've seen beyond what, the new Iron Lords from this storyline, but there's no, um, there were no Awoken Iron Lords back in the day. There were no Exo Iron Lords back in the day. So, it, the, the, and on top of that, it's not out of the realm of possibility that, let's say, the Elixni come in. And you can pick Elixni as your your race, and that changes what classes you have, or 
another alien. I mean, again, that it's impossible to know. And I think that what they're doing is they're giving you the opportunity to bring those characters forward since you have so much history with them. But I think that there's going to be other options in the future. And it wouldn't feel like a real sequel if they didn't change or add things. It, it, I, I just I, I don't see us just having the same solar void and arc. I, I'm almost positive there's going to be a different element or two. I I can guarantee you that there's almost going to be a different class of some sort, a melee class, like even a healer slash support class. It would just make sense. All right. Yeah. So I let's really, go ahead. I was just trying to think of a. Uh, I, I can't formulate my ideas into concise sentences right now. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I just I just think that. Because of the direction I think that the game is going to be going in, I think that there's going to be a lot more changes in Destiny 2. And like I was telling Jordan yesterday when we were having that discussion, I think that Destiny 2 is going to be polarizing because of the amount of changes. If they go 60 frames per second, a lot of people would would scream and love it. But I guarantee you that there would be a, a good majority of people who would straight up say it looks like crap. This doesn't feel like Destiny because of 60, 60 frames. 60 frames looks beautiful no matter what I, compared to 30. Look, look you Don't and me speak can agree that with blasphemy. This. I mean, you and I agree with this, that, that 60 frames looks gorgeous and would be really, really cool. But the feel would be completely different. It would. It, it, there were people when, when Halo went 60 frames. You mean frames, it feels smooth? <laughs> when Halo felt, went 60 frames, there were a lot of people that said it no longer felt like Halo. It's a, it's a it's a monumental shift. It's a bigger shift than people would, would are, are are giving it credit for to go from thirty to sixty. It's a, it, I I I would personally wouldn't I wouldn't have a problem with it, but it would take a little bit of getting used to knowing that I came from a thirty frames per second cinematic styling of style or feel to a sixty frame a lot more. It will feel faster, a lot more fluid. It it changes how the game feels. If Destiny 2 doesn't have 60 frames per second and a wider field of view, then Bungie is really messing up with the fact that they're only on the, what, current gen now? I guess I can call it not next gen, but current gen. Right. Yeah. If If they don't utilize the power that the systems have compared to what they were working with when they made destiny one, then they are failing at making destiny two. No, I, I guarantee you that they're, they're looking at what they can do with PS pro and, and Xbox Scorpio, not just PS4 and Xbox one, but definitely that I, I can almost guarantee you there's going to be a PS4 pro version of destiny. And I can't wait. Cause I, I just got a PS4 pro <laughs> and, um, I'm excited to see what what options they have. I can't wait for the update. Hopefully, it comes soon for to the PS4 Pro where I can where it'll run older games smoother because that Siege Engine part is still tough to see sometimes. All that slowdown it hurts my eyes so bad. Anyway, gets you in the um, gets you right in the feels. Gets me right in the uni. Anyway, <laughs> um, this week we had Iron Banner. Iron Banner Supremacy, and I mean, still going on, going on now as of recording. I played it. It was fun. It felt different because there's no longer shotguns, <laughs> but 
it feels like the it feels like we've reached max capacity with with Destiny One and Crucible. I mean, Trials of Osiris is fun and interesting, but I just think we we've reached what we can with Crucible, and there's the changes. I mean, if if I'm not mistaken, it was more console that said it. I'll have to pull up the quote, the one that you uh, that that I put up on Fire Team Chat, but the people always try to circumvent the restrictions to anything and we're seeing that right now with iron banner or with with pvp in general it was why you see so many thank you very much the true vanguard put down that that people always try to circumvent the special ammo changes and it basically defeats of what you're trying to do that's why you see so many invectives that's why you see so many no land beyonds Icebreakers and sidearms. Right. Even if even when they nerfed the sidearm ammo, people are still going to use icebreaker. People are still going to use no land beyond. Why? Because it's a very powerful thing to have something with regenerating ammo or something or sniper that uses primary ammo. Yeah, it's basically made it so there is no option. The only option is to use something that gives you the special ammo. Right. So I, I I enjoyed Iron Banner Supremacy a lot more than the last time, where it was just nonstop shotguns. But I'm I'm quickly realizing that we've really reached the maximum that we can do with regards to this game and PvP. And I'm ready for a new start with Destiny Two. I'm not saying that the game is t- is terrible and unplayable, but it feels like what I expected with regards to 2.5.0.2. I'm sorry, I said that wrong. <clears throat> 2.5.0.2. What what people expected with that patch kind of was defeated by other things. So What do you mean by that? People wanted more primary gunplay. Mm, yeah. Instead they and got sidearms everywhere. They right, I mean they they got primary gunplay, but the gunplay now is mostly hand cannons, sidearms, uh, no land beyond icebreaker. I mean, that's not to say that you cannot play with other weapons. Don't don't misquote me here, but I feel like the intention was to encourage more primary gunplay, and the end result was people are the, the sweaties are going to circumvent that using the weapons that can circumvent it. So that's what I that's what I see happening. Basically, and, at the end of the day, they didn't make primaries better. They just got rid of special ammo. So. People are now using the exploits of the game to get the special ammo because having special ammo is still better than primary weapons. Right. So, um, one last thing before we end this show that I kind of want to bring up is this is kind of not Destiny related, but it is. Um, a big conversation that me and me and Jordan had yesterday, and David, you might. You may be able to contribute, you may not, so I apologize. But just the direction that we see games going. And the reason I bring that up is, with regards to Destiny, we already know that Destiny is, it is its own thing, but it's still a product of the environment and the game environment that we're in. Um, Over the past years, few years, we've seen games approach a style where it's more open world and the reason i bring that up is yesterday we were playing horizon zero dawn and at different locations i was in one plot he was in one spot but we were 
still talking in party chat just because we were wanted to basically shoot the shit. And it was just really like it opened up my eyes to, to what I see with games. I mean, we're already seeing with Breath of the Wild. We're seeing with Horizon Zero Dawn, Grand Theft Auto. We're, we're seeing it with um, Red Dead Redemption and Red Dead Redemption 2 eventually going to come out soon. Just a lot more games using the open world style and how this would apply to Destiny. Because Destiny cannot just remain what it was. And, and that's why I bring up or brought up the thought earlier when I said that I think Destiny 2 will be polarizing, not just for the 60 frames per second, but because of all the other changes that are going to be happening. Everybody keeps saying, oh, well, like, I can't wait to see what Nightfalls are going to be like in Destiny 2. I can't wait to see what dailies are going to be like in Destiny 2. What's to say that those things are going to remain? What's to say that there's not going to be things that replace those things? I mean, it's almost a safe bet to say raids will continue because raids are a giant selling point of the game because people see it as an MMO. But just looking at the new games that we've had, what's to say that instead of a daily heroic mission, you get a daily heroic uh, quest. Like you go throughout the world picking up different things. And and I, and I, was, I was telling Jordan yesterday, you know, it would be cool to see if, as we talked about on, on several shows, a, a, a part, uh, a, a, I can't speak now. As we were speaking on several shows back, where we th we think that, that, that we're just going to go to a planet, let's say Venus. We get quests throughout and we go to these different places, get quests, and we don't get booted back to orbit. I personally would be okay with that and, and just... Looking at Horizon Zero Dawn, going, it feels like they could take a lot of stuff from this game and other games that, as I mentioned before, and apply it to Destiny Two to change how the game completely feels and how people approach it in in the future. And and I'm I'm very interested to see how people would react to Destiny Two being more open world, so to say, with each planet than what it is right now where you go and do a mission you complete the mission and you're booted back to orbit it's a fair point in the fact that every game that's been coming out recently or in the past few years even that's been huge if you look at like fallout um no man's sky had huge hype because of it even though it failed horizon zero dawn's got big hype because of it the skyrim remaster has it um i think i, I said fallout already but all these these open world games are the games that people are gravitating towards right now. The division um, had it. Mm -hmm. And and it's a fair point that if destiny doesn't embrace that open world to at least an extent, it may lose out um, in competition to other games because it's not taking from what people within the video gaming market are currently demanding. Mm -hmm. I mean, even take for, I know this is going to sound weird, but there's, but follow me here. Take a game like Titanfall 2. Titanfall 2 is great, and it's not exactly an open-world game, but the very, the very cool thing about Titanfall 2 is it felt, it felt like you were going from one place to the other in a continuous fashion. Like you, you're, you, you don't jump around from, let's say, the favelas of Brazil to the snowy mountaintops in Europe. Like it, it felt like one cohesive story going from one place to the next. 
you complete this the mission and but you're still going on to the same area like from the same area it felt like you could theoretically go all the way back um it, so I, I think that that's the way games are going on right now where they're embracing an open world idea or the feeling that this is just one giant interconnected world and I think that that is shaping what Destiny 2 is going to be or will be, I should say, against the, again, these are all theories, but I would personally be interested in seeing how the community community reacts to Destiny 2 if it was in fact say you land, you get a mission from Cade. He says, "Guardian, thanks for completing so and so, but I got a high reading of some sort of cabal interceptor over here and it feels like the, the, there's some guardians over there. Can you check it out for me? And like you're going, and that'll be the mission, and you get story from that. And then once the story, once that mission ends, you don't boot back to orbit. Like you can go patrol more. You get another quest, or you t or you find a side quest, or you or you find an item from that mission that leads to the next part of the mission. So, I am very interested to see the direction of Destiny, and this all opened up. Because of Horizon Zero Dawn, th these these thoughts in my head. I've been having a lot of fun. I'm not going to lie. I haven't been playing a lot of Destiny this week. Horizon's just been eating my time, and it's probably going to eat the next month. And then next week, I'm actually getting the Nintendo Switch through the mail. So there's another month right there with Zelda. And then I got Age of um, Age of Triumph. So my my gaming is pretty much covered in just those three things right there. Until Destiny 2. I'm not one to really spend a lot of money on games outside of the DLCs that I pay for and all the side stuff. That I, anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I used to buy a lot of games, like four or five games a year. And now I've seen myself, I'm satisfied with one game, getting a game a year. And I'm just, it's, it's a very interesting time to be in, in gaming because, because of the open world aspect of these games. They try to monetize these things with stuff like Eververse. Speaking of which, going back a little bit, am I the only one that feels weird that they mentioned that your your stuff doesn't carry over along with the Eververse items? And I'm not saying that it doesn't make sense. What I mean by that is... It doesn't make sense you, in the fact that they killed their own economy. Exactly! Like, And, and you know that they're going to be... No, that's least not killing were, the economy. They're going to come out with new things. Well, like, well, but here's the thing, like, Let's say Age of Triumph comes out and it has Eververse items. Are you going to spend money on those Eververse items knowing that they're not going to carry over? Uh, well, yeah, not now, but they probably already made their money. I think at this point no, they're I, focused on D2, so they probably are just like, you know, I don't know. I, I, I just think that because of them announcing what they did, if they even attempt to sell anything through Eververse and Age of Triumph, oof. Ooh, See, no, I, I think I think their we, sales we would be less, but I don't think they would be zero because people no. always understand that what you buy, at least I mean, people may not have thought it with Destiny, but people understand in games like when you go to uh, like I think it was Advanced Warfare introduced um, the supply crates for Call of Duty mm -hmm. And people understand that when they're buying these supply crates, it's for that game. It's not for the next game. So I guess this is them just making the point that what you're buying is for Destiny 1 and Destiny 2 is its own game. It's not an expansion. It's its own game. 
Right. I mean, I'm not worried about the weapons. I'm not worried about the the exotics. I'm not worried about the armor. There's people who are complaining. That's a nice word I can put it. They're complaining in the forums about <laughs> about that that sentence, and it's a new game. Why would that stuff carry over? They said your gardens would carry over, and they are going to carry over. It's the same character, your the same history. I personally. I'm hoping that at least the emblems carry over. Not so much the shaders, because that's color. You can change that, whatever. I don't care. Um, but I, the emblems are a really cool part of Destiny. They kind of like. There are clans that have all the like all their people have the same emblem, and that's interesting. It it, it almost as if you have an alliance, so to say. So I, I would hope that the uh, there's no guarantee they didn't say that whether or not they're going to carry over or not, but I would hope that the emblems do carry over, and I don't think that that's too much to ask. But I mean, I, I, everything else I get, I completely understand. I just hope that the emblems, because there are people who they have an attachment to those emblems. I mean, I kind of collect them all. Yeah, I do the same. I want to so, see custom emblems. Right, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't be, it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility that that happens in the future. I just think that because they are somewhat tied to money, that they wouldn't. So, but yeah, going back to what I was mentioning, uh, Jordan, did you have anything to say with regards to that that thought I gave with regards to open world? Well, yeah, I mean, a a lot of my thoughts are were already covered by what you said, but you know, I just, I just feel. I, I I also feel very strongly that the current games that we're playing, the open world style, is the way to go with Destiny. I hope they do it. Um, Horizon Zero Dawn, you know, like Jorge mentioned, we've been playing a lot of that the last week since it launched, and it's a beautiful game, and it does a lot of things right. And I hope Destiny has taken cues from the development of these games and other games previous um to open up their world no pun intended and make it feel more alive because there's really no reason for it i I, if they were able to do that open up each planet make it a little larger and make the experience on each planet more seamless i would be okay with them sticking to the same planets or just sticking to only a few planets maybe not the same because i don't know the story may lead us elsewhere but um yeah, if we had a, like a nice open world, seamless experience on all the planets, then, you know, it would just make for a, the experience would just it'd be I think it would blow away Destiny 1. And you say it would polarize the community. Um, if people don't like that, then I, personally, I think they're nuts <laughs> because it's amazing. <laughs> Why are you, what mean, are you playing? The- I mean, I understand there's probably people there. There are people. I know people that play games for relative s- simplicity. They want, you know, straightforward stuff and games like Horizon, Elder Scrolls, Skyrim, such. They're too much. So, yeah, it may may turn some of those people off that were playing Destiny because Destiny right now is almost like a, a medium between the two, like a, a simple mm-hmm. straightforward game and like your MMO RPG. Um but I, I feel that the the game, it 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 would be just a 
a huge shame if it stuck to its guns with its format right now because david mentioned it's you know it's being held back or he sort of hinted at least at the fact that it's always been held back by last gen and i think i think that's one of the main reasons that destiny had the format it, it followed is the fact that last gen consoles just were limited and that's why we have to go to orbit to go to each mission even though we're on the same planet for like five missions in a row yeah. you know it's just simply because of the memory you know it's they couldn't load enough and they couldn't have it open world like that you know so they they segmented it a little bit to make it easier on those last gen consoles they won't have to do that now i don't think they will i think it's gonna be awesome and you know yeah playing horizon just I hope it doesn't ruin me for Destiny 2 because I'm super <laughs> excited for Destiny 2. And it, there's other games that I'm afraid will ruin my Destiny 2 experience at this point. Horizons is the latest one. Um, yeah. yeah. And on a side note, just something silly that I was thinking about. When you're in patrol and you have all these beacons and such, do you find it silly that as we go through the missions in the game, as we've gone through the missions in the game these last several years, do you find it silly that we're still just a bunch of individual guardians running around, 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 around willy nilly uh, on these planets, like almost like aimless to a degree? Yeah. It's like, why do we not have a little outpost with a bunch of guardians? Like, why don't we have little like iron temple type settlements everywhere? Like, yeah, that, what? what? I, I think that's what they're gonna. I think they're gonna introduce yeah, that in Destiny Two. I, I mean, too. Jason Schreier has already talked about that, and I, I think that that's a gigantic possibility. Um, I'm again, I think they were limited as to their vision. Going back to to, to what something people said that they oh they just removed a lot of things from Destiny. And it's like I I think here's the situation. If I were to tell you. I'm, I, I want a big giant party with 25 people go into it and only 15 come. That is the reality of that situation. Only 15 people could come. The other 10 people couldn't come because of a, a variety of things. And why am I saying that? It's like, well, think of it like this. Destiny wanted a giant game with all these different things. But all they could do in the time to get it out was only provide this. There could be a variety of things couldn't have the the old systems couldn't handle it didn't have enough time it was too ambitious would not fit on the disc would not fit on on the system whatever the situation is i think now that they have a brand new engine knowing that everything's next gen or current gen i should say everything is it, your the limits that you had are kind of removed because you have a giant most people now have a 500 gigabyte hard drive some people have a terabyte so you can have a much larger game if you wanted. There's well, there's so many more to things to speak to that. Do. Sorry to interrupt, but I, I, this game is going to be geared for the PS4 Pro. You're you made a comment earlier, and we talked about it briefly yesterday. This game is going to be made for the PS4 Pro. It's not going to be made for just PS4. It's going to be geared for players who have PS4 Pro playable on PS4. There will be a special uh, edition. I strongly believe that. 
that will happen because we had a special Destiny edition for PS4. I have it. I'm staring at it right now. Um, they, they're definitely going to have a PS4 Pro for Destiny 2. So, yeah, give me that I mean, PS4 bundle. Yep. <laughs> um, I you almost had me convinced to buy a PS4 Pro this week. Well, I, when you're t- I got it for free. <laughs> well, right, and I understood that. But and then David had said, an honest bundle. opinion. Yeah, bundles. <laughs> And you're, but you, you seem to have an honest opinion of it that it was a good system. It was better. And I was like, you know, this, my PS4 is getting pretty old. Um, it wouldn't be a bad yeah, idea I to mean, get a new one. And my, now I'm waiting. My theory on PS, <laughs> yeah, my theory on PS4 Pro is this. At the time it was released, it was no need for it because there wasn't anything that could really utilize it. I mean, yes, you could technically plug in your VR and have a better experience because of the added um, items that it has. And it would run things better with for VR, but the games weren't there to really take advantage of it. Okay. Maybe you could say that uh, I think they went back and updated. uh, What is it? uh, Infamous second son. They updated a couple things to have either 4k 4k is a nice thing. Don't get me wrong. But if you have 1080p, you have a, you have a pretty good resolution for most TV sets. Unless your TV is, and I know I'm going to get crucified for this, unless you really have a TV that's over 50 inches, 4K, while it may make it look a little bit sharper, won't have as giant of of effect as if you went from 480p to 1080p on a screen for most people. Why am I bringing this up? PS4 Pro for me, and Scorpio for me represents this. I have more power to run a game more efficiently and guarantee better frame rates or better performance. That's what I see these systems for. I don't see them for the 4K. I might see them for the HDR if I had a monitor that had HDR, but I see for me better performance and that's what I I expect with the PS4 Pro. I think we're eventually gonna run into a situation that a lot of gamers had with regards to the Nintendo 3DS, where if you didn't have the new Nintendo 3DS, a certain games would feel almost unplayable, like the Hyrule Warriors, or I forget what other games took advantage of Nintendo 3DS. Um, but there were very, Xenoblade, if I'm not mistaken, could only run on the new Nintendo 3DS, not the old Nintendo 3DS, the, the new Nintendo 3DS. So. I, we're eventually going to approach that situation within the next year or two where publishers are going to be like, look, the game's only running on PS4 Pro. I can't do old PS4. And Sony's going to have to relent. And same thing with Xbox. Xbox is going to have to relent. The market is eventually going to say you have to buy PS4 Pro. I would not be surprised if eventually Sony completely discontinued PS4 regular and stuck only to PS4 Pro all and make it all the bundles only PS4 Pro. No, I think that's a guarantee. I, I, it's just the way things have always been. They will abandon the right. PS4. The PS4 Pro, I don't know if it'll I don't know if it'll be for the PS4 Pro. It may be for something else. You had some interesting thoughts and I know we're probably getting long on right. time. So, so I don't know if you want to Yeah, I, I kind of want to I want to wrap this Yeah, I want to wrap it up a little bit. Wrap so, it up. yeah. So with regards to the to this, I just think that the future is bright for Destiny 2. I think that there's a lot of things going to be happening with Destiny 2 that may not 
please everybody that are current fans of Destiny. There's there's certain fan there there is a certain charm to going out on patrol and just shooting things, grabbing spin metal and going around opening chests. There's people that that they they it's relaxing to them, and I think that Destiny Two will offer that, but it may be that. You, the way you encounter or engage the game is going to be completely different. That's all I wanted to say with regards to that. Um, what do you guys think? We want you guys to send in questions. As I mentioned, um, our email is inorbitpodcast at gmail.com. Drop us some some messages on Twitter. We're, we're very active there. Uh, I want to get you guys' thoughts on Destiny 2 and Age of Triumph. So, David, why don't you go ahead and wrap this bad boy up? All right. Well, as always, we want to thank you all for listening to In Orbit, let you know we are available on a ton of platforms. So please make sure you're spreading the word. Best way to do this is sharing In Orbit with others. We are on iTunes, SoundCloud, Overcast for iOS, Google Play Music, Stitcher Smart Radio, Player.fm, Pocket Cast, and we also have an RSS feed. The links to each are available right on the Mash Those Buttons website at www.mashthosebuttons.com. And make sure to stay tuned after the show to hear what's coming this week on Mash Those Buttons. Make sure to check out all the other shows on the Mash Those Buttons network at mashthosebuttons.com forward slash shows to see all of our podcasts. For any questions regarding scheduling, check mashthosebuttons.com forward slash schedule for scheduling details. Check us out on twitter.com slash mtb site, facebook.com slash mashthosebuttons, youtube.com slash mashthosebuttons, Twitter.com forward slash in orbit. David, where can people find you at? You can find me on Twitter at DS underscore Bolt or streaming on Twitch, twitch.tv slash DS Bolt. No spaces, no underscores. And Jordan, where can people find you at? You can find me on Twitter at IM underscore TBOT and streaming on Twitch at Twitch TV, excuse me, twitch.tv forward slash IM TBOT. And as always, you can find me on all the different network social sites and gaming platforms via my screen name, GoToNRG. My prior events are not a memory. It is momentum. It advances, leads, and controls. Points and directs. Shapes and forms. I may not enjoy everything that lies in front of me, but as in any story, the past needs resolution. We are the authors, the finishers of our fate. What is in my past is my prologue, what is in my future is my destiny. On behalf of the entire In Orbit team, David, Jordan, Jarrett, and myself, we thank you for listening to our show. And as always, we'll see you on the next mission. Your destiny calls. <laughs> <laughs>